From Blackfoot to Teton, we've got your District 6 breakdown right here on the East Idaho PrepCast with Lance Taylor. That's right. It's another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. I'm Brandon Bainey. He's Lance Taylor. You can get this audio only at IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts. Uh, You can also get the video version of this at the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page. We're breaking down everything in districts five and six week in, week out in the state of Idaho. And the East Idaho PrepCast is brought to you by Pure Adrenaline Motorsports, your source for pulse-pounding adrenaline sports apparel and accessories that ensure you have what you need to unleash your inner beast. If you're watching the video version of this PrepCast, you can see uh, Lance has a nice, it's not monogrammed, but uh, you've got a nice uh, like a flannel shirt. With embroidered, a yeah, embroidered, yeah. Embroidered flannel. Part of our mm-hmm. lifestyle series, pureadrenalinemotorsports.com. You can get your snowmobile gear, motocross, uh, your lifestyles gear. And, of course, if you're local, you can go into uh, into Ron's Point S, uh, Ron's Motorsports over in Idaho Falls. Uh, you can get glasses at any of the good-to-go stores, also at Bill's Bike and Run. Yeah, that's a lot. lot no excuses, all right? Oh. <laughs> it, it is freezing cold outside, and you need some of this apparel to stay warm. Single Single digit temperatures in East Idaho. Very, very chilly it was right one now. When I drove into work today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's not good. Uh that's for sure. What is good is all of the basketball action because for we're gonna start with girls basketball first, Lance, and then we'll dive into boys hoops this week because uh, we're we're at the finish line here. A lot of teams have one, maybe two games left in the regular season. Some teams are already done as district play will start. Uh, actually, this weekend for the uh, 1A D2 Rocky Mountain Conference, that actually starts on Saturday. Everybody else will get going early next week. That's right. We're ready for it. I mean, uh, you know, the girls' season, uh, questions have been answered. <laughs> as, <laughs> right. far as, as far as who we feel will uh, uh, will come out on top in those district tournaments. And so then it's just a matter of them stepping up and, and proving they can do what they're supposed to do. But I think uh, I think most of them are are pretty clear cut. Yes. Um, so let's let's start at the one AD two level uh, because that district tournament is the one that will actually get started first. So if we take a look at the bracket, and I'll try to I'll try to pull it up here on on the screen, but it might be hard because it's a uh, Microsoft Excel. I'm going to try and share my screen here on on the video so people can see. Uh, see what the bracket looks like and otherwise we'll just follow along with it and we'll kind of just break down how we think this tournament might go but here's a look at it and again you'll want to make it you know full-sized on your video screen if you're watching this but here's the bracket it starts uh january 29th this saturday um the first round of games will be at the higher seated opponent and then they'll move to hillcrest high school for the rest of the tournament but rockland the number one seed they'll play number eight clark county North Gem is the number four seed. They'll play number five, Water Springs. Uh, number two, Mackey uh, against number seven. Oh, that's an old one. Hold on. I got to make sure I got the right one. That's not the correct one. But Rockland is the number one seed, Lance. Kearsley Boyer, Ember Farr, a great one-two combo inside. They're going to be awfully tough to beat in this district tournament. Yeah, they are. I mean, Rockland, I think, is your is is not only your heavy favorite going in, but there's a reason why they're your heavy favorite. Uh, I mean, they start out with Clark County, who they held to one point earlier in the season. 
you know, and, and, and as they move on, I just think Rockland's got all the pieces to the puzzle. And um, I just don't think any other team in that conference has the uh, has the pieces that it's going to take to beat them. Yeah. So here is the the correct bracket here. Uh, if you look, uh, because there were a couple of league games that were played up to last night. So this is this is the official bracket. Rockland, the number one seed, the play number eight, Clark County, uh, number four, Mackey against number five, Water Springs. Ledor gets the two seed. They're going to host number seven, Grace Lutheran and North Gem slips to three. They will play number six, Showband. Ledor kind of quietly came out of nowhere and they have been playing really well down the stretch, Lance. Uh, I think they're kind of a dark horse. I think coming in, though, you would say Rockland is probably the favorite followed by maybe North Gem or Mackey. I mean, it's going to be a good battle between North Gem, Mackey, and Ledor for that second yeah. spot to state. Well, and they've beat Ledor by, you know, right around just under 20 the first time, beat them by 20 the second time. They're speaking of Rockland, uh, you know, they, they go undefeated in conference and really fell to get pushed, you know, to the limits. So I just think they're one of those teams that uh, – uh, I mean, you got to call it how you see it. And right now, they would have to, if, if everyone in that conference plays their best, their best is by far better than anybody else's best yeah. right now. And I think for anybody to step up and knock them off, uh, particularly in a district tournament uh, and the format in which they're ran, uh, you, you've got to play multiple games at your best and hope that Rockland plays about half. Yeah, I think if we look at Ledor's resume, as it were, I mean, this will kind of sum up the the way the tournament's probably going to go perfectly. Yeah. And Janet Pruel, in her second year as the coach at Ledor, has done a fantastic job. They're sixteen yeah. and four. They're sixteen and four overall. Uh, they've lost to Rockland twice in pretty decide decisive games, fifty four to thirty seven, and then fifty one thirty one on Tuesday night. Otherwise, their other two losses came to Mackey. And North Gem, they basically the home teams won everything. Mackey yeah. won in Mackey, North Gem won in North Gem, and then Ledor beat the two of them when they had to travel to Ledor. I mean, so that's about as even Steven as it gets. Yeah, yeah, I think it is too. I think you know the battle is for second place <laughs> in that conference right now because I think hands down, uh, Rockland is the one. And I'm not, I'm not trying to diss on any other programs. I'm not saying those those other programs are not worthy. We're just uh, talking about you know. Uh, where they fit against a, a very good Rockland team. Right. So let me let me ask you, Lance, because two teams will get to go to state from this district. Who who gets that second spot? I think Ledor does. I think Ledor steps into that second spot. Uh, I particularly think Ledor uh, is in the right mindset right now. Uh, it's been a while for them. And, uh, and I think Ledor is ready to take the step. How cool would that be? I mean, that would be awesome. That would be, they struggle with low numbers every year. It, yep. it would, it'd be tremendous. I'm going to say Mackey. They come in as the four seed. They had, they had to forfeit a couple of games uh, because of illness and and they weren't able to make them up on the schedule. So it counts as, as a forfeit in the, in the league standings. They, they've had a couple of head scratching games this year, but I still think talent wise, they've got, uh, they've got Megan Moore inside. They've got uh, some great players on the perimeter. They, they've been to state the last couple of years. And I just think the tough part is, is they're on by slipping to four, they're on the same side of that bracket as Rockland. So they're either going to have to dethrone the champs or uh, fight their way through the back door. But I think I, I, I'm going to go Mackey. I'm going out on a limb there. Yeah, and I just think, you know, you know, it very well could be. I just think with Ledor, you're looking at a team that won uh, 10 of their last 11 games at only that single loss coming to 
uh, Rockland. Uh, you know, they beat Mackey earlier in the season, 56, 39, or a few games ago, 56, 39. Uh, I just think, I just think it's one of those, uh, one of those Lenore teams that they're ready. And Lenore has won a state championship before as well. So, yes. Okay. Let's move on to the one, a D one Rocky mountain conference or the, the high desert conference three, three team affair, Butte County, Grace Chalice. The big question is. Can Grace break through and knock off Butte County? The the Pirates are undefeated. They're the only undefeated team left in the state at the 1A D1 level, 19 and 0 overall. They've already beaten Grace twice in the regular season. What do you think, Lance? Well, uh, I mean, I mean, the short answer to that is yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think they can. It's gonna be, I think this will be a much more competitive tournament than what we will see in the 1A-D2s. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I just think it's going to be much, much more competitive. Um, and, and again, yeah, coming through, you got an undefeated Butte team. And, you know, as you look at these matchups, you know, they had a close one with Grace. Um, that was back on, uh, on January 21st. Uh, you know, they ended up beating them by about 15 back on January 12th. But um, uh, Butte's a very good team. But, you know, Grace is, uh, Grace is a team that could potentially step up and, and knock them off. Uh, I'm going with Butte. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Butte too, but you you saw the improvement, right? Grace lost by 15, and then two weeks later, only lost by five, 44 right. to 39. So That's right. That's they've, right. Got, they've got such a good coach in Kyle Christensen that they yeah. just, you know, they could be peaking at the right time, but I'll go Butte County there as well. 2A, Nuclear Conference. This is a league that will get two bids to state. Ryrie won the regular season title, 14 and 6 overall. Uh, North Fremont, West Jefferson are uh, two and three. Um, and I think Ryrie's the favorite here, but that but that second spot is going to be very interesting. I, I think even Firth could be sneaky in this one. You know, you know, Firth possibly could. I don't see them stepping up and doing it. I, uh, I'm, I'm can Ryrie right off the bat. Uh, I think Ryrie's going to win this tournament. I don't think it's going to be much more. I think it's going to come down to North Fremont and West Jefferson for that second spot. Uh, to get in, and uh, if I had to take the two, I mean it's a it's a toss up right now. But if I had to to drop money on it, which again disclaimer, I don't. I'm just I just use that as an example. Uh, I would take North Fremont. Uh, this tournament will get started next week, and this is a this is a tournament that doesn't use a, a neutral site at all. It is all at the higher seed. So Ryrie they used will to use a neutral site. They they played it for years at South Fremont High School. Uh, and then recently have gone to the neutral site. Yeah. So, I mean, Ryrie will have a, a big advantage um, in terms of home court. That will start Monday. So, uh, and, and again, this is like a lot of the five-team districts in East Idaho where the number one seed will play the number five seed right away, and if they win that, they get a bye all the way to the championship. Yep, so, yep they do. Ryrie will play Salmon in their tournament opener there. Three A's. This is, I mean, hey, it's Sugar Salem's world. We're living in it. They're seventeen and two overall. Uh, I mean, not a not a ton to discuss there. They'll they'll win their district tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll win. They'll win it handily. Um, then you've got, you know, the, the the interesting thing is 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 who goes into a playing game, and uh, and who potentially potentially gets there because we're looking at District Five um, as well, and I think District Five, uh, I. I I really think Snake River handles that district, but right now I don't know if if Teton or South Fremont could potentially beat a Marsh Valley. 
I I do. I like who I think I think Teton and South Fremont both. I would take over Marsh Valley. Now Snake River plays Marsh Valley Friday night in the regular season finale. Snake won by nearly 30 the first time they played in girls hoops. So, I mean, something could happen there, but I think more than likely Snake wraps up that yeah. regular season. I, I, I think Snake is better than Marsh Valley. I don't think Snake is 30 points better than Marsh Valley. Uh, night in, night out. I think they might be 10 to 15 uh, points better. And that gives a team, you know, when you're talking 10 to 15 points, that's, that gives a team, they step up and have a good game uh, to potentially be in it. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the, the, the challenge with Marsh Valley right now is still the challenge that they had last year with their girls program. They just don't have a lot of height. You know, if, if, if this was a five foot six and under state championship, they'd probably win it. <laughs> you know, they're one of those teams, um, but they just, they're a center away. Last year, I felt they were a center away from really maybe even being able to compete for a state championship. Yeah. Um, and this year they're a center away from, from being able to win their district, I think. And so uh, so when you start, uh, no, I was going to say, so when you start to look at that play in game, so the, the runner up from district six will play the runner up from district five. And we're thinking yeah, that's going to be Marsh Valley against either Teton and or South Fremont. Um, Marsh Valley lost to both of those teams in December or, or at least December, early January, they lost to Teton 61 to 43. They lost to South Fremont 56 to 47. And then they, they lost to Teton a second time, 61-49, but came back to beat South Fremont, 52-45. So if it's Teton and Marsh, I would say Teton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teton, Teton, I think, would take that. Teton's got fantastic athletes. They are yeah. so quick getting up and down the floor. I had a chance to watch South Fremont last night. Uh, uh, South Fremont has some good shooters. They've got some really good outside shooters on that team. When they were open – uh, they were good shooters. Uh, you know, uh, Sugar ended up mercy ruling them last night. Uh, but uh, there were some really good things that South Fremont did later in the ballgame. And if South Fremont can get open, uh, uh, South Fremont has some really good shooters from deep. Uh, uh, Teton does as well. I just don't think Teton has as many. Uh, you know, however, Teton gets into that, uh, gets into a playing game. And if it's against Marsh Valley, um, Again, boy, that's a that's a good game. That's one to go and watch, actually. Well, there, there's a game you will, you'll want to watch Friday night as Teton goes to uh, South Fremont that's in the regular right. season finale. Um, that's right. Teton won the first game last week, 51-45, only a six-point win, um, mm -hmm. and that was at home. So we'll see how they do on the road. Uh, if Teton wins, they get the two-seeded districts. If they lose, they in South Fremont tie. And I'll be honest, I'm not sure how they, they break that tie. I mean, they'll, well, they'll end up, they'll end up playing each other anyways. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a coin toss. The coin toss will just determine who, who hosts the game is, is what'll happen on that. So it's Monday night. And, and we already know that Monday night's game is going to be Teton and South Fremont. And then Tuesday night, sugar will host the winner of that game. So that's already been determined is it's, it's going to be uh home, home floor hosts, home team, or pardon me, high seat hosts right. uh, in this conference. Just got to decide where we're playing that game at Monday yeah. night yep. between uh, South and Teton. And again, the winner of that play that that play-in game, the runner-up from District Five and District Six, they then have to play a second play-in game against the second-place team from That's District that. Four. And I think whoever survives from East Idaho, I think wins. I do easily. too. Yep. I don't think that game's really in question in my mind. Uh, you know, again, anything can happen. Games are played on the floor, not in my mind. Well, they are right. played in my mind. They're just not final in my mind. <laughs> but, yeah. but I think um, I think whoever comes out, whether it's District 5 or District 6, that wins that play-in game, I think they go out and beat uh, beat District 4. 
Yep. And uh, we, we joked about how the first play-in game is going to be more difficult than the second play-in yeah. game, yeah. probably. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and sometimes I can cause a little bit of danger, too. You know, sometimes they think, okay, we won the tough one. Now we can go in and we're just going to kind of go through the motions on this. And those are the games sometimes you get knocked off on. But that, That's true. Those playing games are weird. After the Firth boys lost to New Plymouth last year, oh. I mean, I don't discount anything. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, was, was, that was a big time shocker. All time head scratcher for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, High Country Conference 4A. I mean, Blackfoot undefeated, reigning state champs. Nobody has really come close. I mean, their toughest competition has come from the 5A ranks, right? Rigby and Thunder Ridge. Yeah. Well, so, and of course, Preston has played them tough, you know? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, you know, also at 4A, but um, I mean, Blackfoot. <laughs> they, they are sensational again I, th- I think this is another one you're playing for second in the conference right now i think that's exactly what you're doing is playing for second in the conference yeah if blackfoot and burley don't meet in the state title something something has gone horribly awry but um yeah. uh who takes second skyline is really peaking right now i feel yeah, like. skyline is peaking and t- to be honest with you i i think I, I and i put quite a bit of thought into this i really think skyline is the team that comes out second place in that. And this is the reason why they are peaking right at this time. I had a chance to see them uh, several different times this year. And they're a very young team. You know, when some of your best players are freshmen and sophomores, uh, you're going to be the most different at the end of the season than a veteran team is from the front, from the first to the end of the season. And, uh, and I think Skyline is that team. I, I, uh, I think Skyline steps up and takes second place in that conference. Yeah. Skyline is 10 and 10 overall, but five and three, in the district, they they finish with a non-conference game against Rigby. That'll that'll be a really yeah. good tune-up because Rigby is is awesome, as we're going to talk about in just a second. Um, but that is that tournament, the High Country Conference, uh, gets underway starting on February first. So that is next Tuesday. Uh, yeah, and we like Blackfoot and Skyline there. Well, and I, I think if if you look at Skyline, you know, you look at the way you know they've they finished the season there. Uh, uh, they ended up with that you know ten point win over over uh, Shelley. Uh, and, you know, you see that they lost, you know, back on January 15th to Sugar, 44 to 63 by 19 points. But that was a lot closer game than that most of the game. Uh, Skyline came out and played a very, very good first half. It was in the second half that Sugar pulled out and won that. And, and Sugar is the better team of those two. But but uh, uh, I, I just think that um, you've got Skyline headed in the right direction. I mean, the people will look at their 10 and 10 record at state and discount them, but they have played Sugar twice, Rigby twice, Thunder twice, that's right. I, Idaho Falls twice. I mean, that is that's a gauntlet of a schedule right there. So that's that's right. It it is. And 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 again, anytime you have a young team that ends up getting into state and they don't necessarily have a great record, they were a mu- they were a much different team at the end of the season than they were at the first. They just have that most room to grow and to change. Kids have to learn how to play the varsity game. Yep, exactly. Let's talk about the 5A ranks. Thunder Ridge, Rigby, those are the two teams that will be advancing to state. I mean, it's just a matter of who who wins the district tournament. I mean, either one is capable. They've both beaten each other this year. Yep, yep. And I really don't know who to pick there. I just hope it's a good tournament. I think both are are great teams. I mean, you got a 2-5 and Madison, 2-5 and Idaho Falls, and a 1-7 and Pocatello as far as conference games go, you know. Right. And, and I, I just think, you know, Thunder Ridge and Matt, or and, and Rigby, pardon me, have set themselves apart. And that's going to be a heavyweight brawl is what that's going to be. Yep. Uh, and I, I don't even – I'm trying to see if they determine 
who gets the number one seed there. I mean, because they both beat each other and they beat everybody else in the conference. Yeah. And I, I'd have to talk to Justin Jones, the athletic yeah. director at, at rugby. In fact, I'll give him a call today anyway. And I, uh, I, I've got to find out, uh, you know, exactly where they are, where they are set in that. Yep. Uh, either way though. Um, I think I, I like Rigby. I think, I think it's not anything more than just a gut feeling here, but I, I like Rigby to win. Yeah. Very, very well could be. I mean, it's, it's again, it's, it's one of those teams that, uh, or I mean, one of those, uh, um, you know, scenarios that, that any team steps up and wins, you know, oftentimes I'll look and say, Hey, either of these teams could win, but if it's going to be a blowout, it's probably not going to be this particular team blowing the other team out. These teams, I just don't know. I truly don't know. Yep. Yeah. Let's move on to boys basketball. And we worked our way uh, up from 1A to 5A. We'll work our way down in boys 5A down to 1A. Uh, Madison had the big rematch with Rigby yeah, last uh, night. It was Wednesday. We're recording this Thursday morning. Uh, they played last night in Rexburg and came out with a nine-point win or a seven-point win, 51-44, uh, which means they sweep the season series with Rigby in two really hard-fought contested games. Um, but Madison now five and zero in the conference, twelve and four overall, uh, will be the number one seed at districts. Yeah, yeah, they will. And I, I think, uh, I, uh, I think your top two teams uh, out of this conference are going to be Madison and Rigby. But I think Madison has set themselves apart. You know, Coach Humphrey's first year there. Jen Humphrey's doing a great job. I had a little chat with him the other night as well. Uh, you know, he's got a good group of kids. Uh, they play hard. Uh, his the, the results are there. You know, they did have a tough loss against uh, Pocatello about a week ago or a little over a week ago. But but Madison's a very good team. Uh, I don't think Highland is going to step up and really push to challenge that. Don't think Thunder Ridge is. And Idaho Falls is definitely not. I think it's those two. And I think uh, Madison at this point has set themselves apart, but not not by enough to where I say district tournament when it gets to that that's a given (laughs) you know uh obviously those games were not blowouts by any stretch right and and, you know i guess i shouldn't say that madison has it officially wrapped up they still have three conference games left in the regular season two of them are against highland so who knows maybe highland gets hot and knocks them off a couple times and rigby sneaks in there but um Either way, I mean Madison and Rigby. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't either. But you never drop the money on a table in Vegas on it. That's not. <laughs> I don't. I don't see that happening. I mean, again, no, no disrespect to Highland. There's just a difference between the those upper two teams and the rest of the conference. Right. Four uh, A High Country Conference Hillcrest continues to cruise. Last week, uh, they were the number one team, or I should say, this week they were the number one team in the coaches poll in Four A. They they leapfrogged Middleton, and yeah. so they're the number one team in the state in terms of the coaches poll. Fourteen and two overall. They Lance they they haven't lost since December fourth. They've won thirteen games in a row. Yeah, that's right. They haven't lost since that uh, you know down at that Utah tournament. Yeah. Uh, well, they started out being far, beating Farmington, uh, lost to Orem High School, as everybody else has, a nationally ranked team now, and and then lost in a tight one to Corner Canyon, who hosted that tournament. Since then, they've run the gauntlet. And I think we have to talk about, first of all, a non-conference game that they had last Thursday hosting Preston. Now, the first time they played Preston, it was a double overtime win, 63 to 60. The second time they played, I mean, they they ran Preston off the floor, 61 yeah. to 44. It, was, it opened a lot of ice statewide to the point where Preston is no longer ranked in the polls. Well, and what you had is you had an Isaac Davis that didn't have serious foul trouble 
in the first half in this game as well, like he did down in the Preston game. Uh, and I, I think Hillcrest is, is not just better than everybody in their conference. I think they are in a different universe better than anybody in their conference. There is, because I've, I've had a chance to see all the big players at the 4A level play. The only team that could throw somebody at Isaac Davis and, and he would have to fight is Middleton. They've got Michael Day at 6'10", and they could even put Tyler Medeiros at 6'7", on him. In terms of other 4A teams that are anticipating you know, being at state, yeah. there, re- there really isn't a team. Yeah. It's, so, I mean, Hillcrest uh, is playing well. They still have two big non-conference games against, or excuse me, two big conference games against Shelley yeah. and Blackfoot. Blackfoot is still the team in second place at three and one, yeah. eight and eight overall. Lance, I, I was on the call for Blackfoot's game against Shelley last Wednesday, and that was a, a tight battle. You know, Blackfoot just pulled it out of the fire and won 46 to 43. Yeah. And I have to say, just using my eyes, Blackfoot is a team that was very undisciplined. They turned the ball over a ton. That you look at the talent and you think this should be an awesome team. And there's just something missing there. And I, I don't know what it is, but they turned the ball over a ton. They they didn't really get into a, a rhythm or a flow. And are they the second best team in this conference? I don't know, because eventually you're going to get burned with, with the way they play kind of close to the margins. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just don't know on second place either. Uh, I just do know that Hillcrest is, is that much better than everybody else right now. And, they, and they've still got some heavy games coming up, too. They didn't have a light schedule. I mean, you look at their out-of-conf schedule, they've still got Thunder Ridge coming up. they got Madison coming up. they got Rigby coming up again. You know, they've still got to play those schools in their upcoming schedule uh, as well. But, uh, I mean, I mean, they're a tested team. They are a tested team. And you know what? Shut, shut Isaac down from the inside, it's going to nail three-pointers on you all night long. Shut down their three-pointers, Isaac Davis is going to dunk on you all night long. You know, so it's kind of pick your poison. I, I think black, you know, and but uh, th- this is the frustrating part about Blackfoot. They kind of they kind of walk through a very tight win against Shelley, and then they turn around and they blow out Skyline seventy four to fifty nine last night. And so the talent is there. It's it, I mean they are a good team. If they make it to state, they're gonna whoever gets them in the first round is gonna be in for a fight. And I, I think that's definitely true. And really. And in a lot of ways, we saw that in football, too, you know, where we felt yeah. they had a lot of talent there and and at times failed to live up to that talent level, you know, or failed to play to the talent level. And and I think we possibly haven't seen that uh, at its full extent either. However, Hillcrest is. Uh, yes. They've played at that talent level and they've consistently played at that talent level. Uh, I mean, even the 19 point loss to Orem, you're talking a nationally ranked team in Orem. Uh, you know, you're talking a team that's that, uh, you, you know, I watched them play Highland. Uh, in the Christmas tournament here. And honestly, I looked there and I, there was no question in my mind. They they could have dropped 130 points <laughs> if they wanted to. I mean, they were that kind of a team. Uh, this is speaking of Orem. So a 19-point loss to, you know, by Hillcrest Orem is, is, not a, is not a bad loss. Yeah, for sure. Hillcrest running away with it. Blackfoot, I begrudgingly say is the second best team. It wouldn't surprise me if Shelly got that second bid to state though. Shelly plays really solid fundamental basketball. They have to grind it out on offense and they, they like to slow the game down um, and, and feed it inside. But Shelly has impressed me. I've seen them. Yeah, Shelly is another one of teams. Their ups and downs are just so different. You know, they blew out a sugar team to start the season 
and then they got got mercy ruled by sugar <laughs> and sugar you know it's just yeah. it's just kind of a different uh you know it's a team that's uh, that's up and down uh one thing about shelly that shelly does have shelly's very long they're very long now they don't have a long person that can really affect a, an isaac davis on the floor but their length will affect pretty much any other team yeah and alex lott is a very good inside outside player yeah yeah, he, he's phenomenal. So, all right, let's talk about District 5 in 4A. Uh, this is uh, coming into the season, I don't think anybody had Century leading the conference at 2 0, maybe outside of Century High School. And if anybody tells you otherwise, they're lying because everybody said Preston, Pocatello, Century's kind of an afterthought, but here they are 2 0 in the league, 13 3 overall. I've seen each of these teams play. This year, I'm telling you right now, Century is the best team in that conference. That's incredible, isn't it? I mean, it coming into the season, in the preseason coaches poll, they were picked a distant third. Preston and Pokey, everybody, every coach that filled out a ballot, Preston Pokey, one, two. We're not really sure which order. Century third. Yep. And I, mean, uh, I think Century's going to be the team. They only get one to go to state. I think Century's going to be that team. I, uh, yeah. Let I mean, there's. Freshman. Century's going to be around for a little while. Yes, they are. They are very good. They've got uh, a freshman, a couple sophomores, and some pretty good juniors playing. Yeah. The keys for for Century, obviously, Isaiah Harwell, the six five freshman, gets a lot of attention inside. I would love to see him match up with Isaac Davis from Hillcrest. That would be, I think, that would be fun. Two raw, powerful yeah. underclassmen. They didn't well, play well, Century. Just give people two different, completely different positions there. Uh, so they wouldn't end up really guarding each other in the game uh, unless it was on a, you know, a switch or something like that. But uh, I think, you know, if those two did match up and it was an inside matchup, Isaac Davis dominates that. If it was an outside matchup, Isaiah Harwell dominates that. <laughs> you know, I think it comes down to that. You know, that is the interesting question. If if Century did play Hillcrest, who would guard Davis? Because you do have Harwell at 6'5". He is more of a perimeter player. Bruin Fleischman is 6'4". You probably put Bruin on him, I guess, but... Yeah, you know, you know, you probably would. I, I think the challenge that that Harwell would have against a Hillcrest is, is you've got some defenders who can def, uh, defend him well on the perimeter. Harwell six five though is able to get to the bucket. However, against a Hillcrest team, you get to the bucket, you get into the bucket, and you got an Isaac Davis waiting for you. You know, so uh, I I, uh, I think Hillcrest is the better of these teams. I think Hillcrest is the best four eight team in the state. Uh, yeah. Period. Uh, but uh, I'll tell you what, Century is right up there. I'm very impressed with Century. They're just a um, boy. They pass the eye test, and they pass it really well. And, and and you know, and that's that's gotta be from top to bottom the toughest forty conference in the state. Oh no, I mean no doubt about it. They would the those three teams would all they would they would win probably district one for sure and finish second in almost every other or or threaten to win. Yeah. Um, so uh, real quick on Century as well. I was talking to my good friend Scott Gross. He's the the radio broadcaster for all the Pocatello high schools. I haven't I haven't been able to watch Century a ton this year because uh, there's limitations on which schools we can go to in terms of broadcasts and stuff like that. And Century is one of the schools that we can't go to. But he told me a real key guy for Century as of late has been Nash Harding, the five eleven senior. Yeah, um, and he I guess he's given them some really good minutes and has been just kind of doing the dirty work. This yeah, yeah. Harding's actually a very good ball player. He's not big, uh, 
but he is he's very good and he is a lockdown style of defender too uh, so he can he can give you some props there as well yeah so it was pretty interesting to to see finally Sentry beat Pocatello in that first game and kind of opened some eyes and then last night they hosted Preston and th- I mean this was the game right this was and they ended up winning by two 45 43 and so a tight battle Pre- I Preston is still going to be around and I I think even Pocatello you can't discount Pocatello went down to Preston and got a big road win last week yeah. if you told if you told me that Preston would be 0-2 in the conference I would have said you're crazy right that's right that's right because yeah. we just we know how consistent they are whether their talent is up or talent is down they're consistent they're 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 a tough play but I just think that uh uh, I just don't see right now anybody in that conference figuring out the cent- the century riddle. You know, it's, it's a tough riddle right now. Yeah. Well, everybody's got two conference games left. Here's how the schedule shakes out here. Friday night, Preston is at Pocatello. Then the following Wednesday, Pocatello is at Century. And then next Friday, it is Century at Preston. Those three games will determine the seeding for districts. I'm not sure it'll decide much more beyond that. I will say all these coaches will tell you that the regular season games, a win is nice, but winning at districts is what counts. And it's well, that's why right, that's what sends you the state. Yes. And just because Especially you this year when only one goes to state from that conference. Right. And just because you lost to somebody in the regular season doesn't mean you're not, you're going to lose to them at districts. I will say it is very important to get that number one seed, though, because yeah. that is one less game you have to play. Yes, yes, that's right. And and, and again, this this isn't one of those conferences we're looking at like we are with District 6. We're in District 6. We're looking saying everybody's playing for second place. This isn't the situation there. I think Century wins this conference. I think they win this and go and represent this conference. However, this is what I could look at, and I would never put money on that in Vegas yeah. <laughs> because it's too good of a conference. That's yeah. just my pick based upon the eye test right now. I mean, three very well coached teams. I mean, when you when you got a Tyler Jones coaching, uh, you know you 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 know as a coach you've got to prepare. You've got to prepare your team. And uh, and anyway, by uh, Century is my pick, um, but it could go one of three ways. Yeah, Ryan Frost at Century is such an underrated coach. He he very consistently gets the absolute best out of his players. He'll take a player, he'll take a player that's a B and turn him into an A minus. He'll take a player that's a C plus and turn him into a B. It's incredible yeah, to watch. Yep, yep, there's no question about it. Yep. Uh, one last note on Century, and then we'll move on. I promise. Uh, they they've installed this kind of three quarters court press. And since they've done that, they have been almost unbeatable as well, yeah. which is a big key to their. Yeah, success. I actually saw them do that in the uh, uh, in the game against uh, Skyline at the uh, Christmas Invitational Tournament. Uh, yeah, the Christmas Classic. Anyway, or Holiday Classic. Anyway, they uh, it it was very good. That game was just a shellacking, you know, from start to to finish. I think the freshman Harwell had five dunks in that game. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it was it was crazy. <laughs> You know, it was just a, they're a very, very good team. Yeah. All right. Three A hoops, District Five, Southeast Idaho Conference, Snake River fifteen and two, Marsh Valley thirteen and two. Snake River did beat American Falls in their conference opener, so they're one and zero. Oh. Marsh hasn't played anybody yet. 
those those are the two teams. I think they both go to state as well uh, because it's just like the girls. Second place yeah. from District 5 will play second place from District 6. Winner of that will then play second place from District 4. Yeah. Marsh Valley and Snake both going to advance to state. Snake uh, I, River last week, Lance. Uh, last week, uh, Robert Coombs, Bob Coombs, the legendary coach at Snake River, picked up career win number 500. 500. Yeah. I was joking with him when they were up at Sugar earlier this year. I said, hey, is this like your 50th year at, uh, <laughs> at Snake River? He's been there a long time. And their starting center, speaking of freshmen, is also a freshman. It happens to be his son. He's a very good freshman, 6'4 kid. Uh, plays very well under the boards uh, as well defensively and offensively. But Coombs has done a great job there. But I think both those teams end up at stake. I guess the jo- the joke around Snake River has always been that Coach Coombs says he'll hang it up when his his kids are done. And it's like, how many kids do you have? <laughs> I mean, I think this is his youngest. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, th- I think that's great. Yeah. But anyways, that's uh, incredible. And I, again, I don't know enough about the history of Idaho uh, in terms of like all time wins and stuff like that, but I don't know anybody that's got 500. That's, yeah. I, I, I would have to, I'd have to check that out as well. Yeah. I'd have to do a Possibly deep Terry Jones, Terry Jones might, might have, I'll have to check and see. Yeah. I mean, you know, the history a lot more than I do, Lance. So, that would be interesting to me to see what sort of contemporaries, what, what kind of sure. class he's in, in terms sure. of career wins. Um, so, yeah, I think both Marsh Valley and Snake River get to state. Um, they're finally going to play each other. I mean, coming up pretty quick here. They're, they're going to play next Wednesday and then the following Friday. So next week we can finally dissect a Marsh Valley-Snake River matchup. Yeah. Uh, my question to you is, who who wins the Mountain Rivers Conference? Teton? sugar south all pretty meh to me yeah it's it's a toss-up i mean home court advantage is going to be key i think in that again they're like the girls that high seed hosts uh we'll get the first crack saturday uh you know sugar and south will play uh then teton uh i can't remember if if they play uh, South or Sugar right off the bat the next the following week, but it, it, that's a that's a toss up conference. I, I I think the winner of that conference tournament is the only one that goes to state. I don't think they get in through the playing game. I think that goes to District Five. I think District Five is just that much better in their top two uh, than uh, than uh, you know than the top two are for for uh, the Mountain Rivers Conference. Uh, you know, however, you do have a game tonight at Snake River, Sugar at Snake River. Sugar's already beat them once this year. Uh, and we'll see what happens tonight as well. Yeah, here's the uh, the breakdown of the schedule. Uh, Thursday, January 27th is when we're recording this. Tonight, Teton is at South. And then Saturday, South is at Sugar. And then we get into next week. And you have on Wednesday... It is uh, Sugar at Teton, and then Friday, it is South at Teton, and then uh, it wraps up uh, the following Friday with um, Teton at Sugar. Yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting to, to see the outcome of the Teton South game today. Uh, I will I will not be at the Sugar uh, South one on Saturday. I'll be up at a, at a show for, the, uh, for Pure Adrenaline Motorsports um, up in Cascade, Idaho. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, uh, again, there's just, uh, there are so many questions right now that I just don't have any answers. I just don't have any answers. It, it, it is. I don't know next week in our show. We'll know. 
or, or at least we'll have some answers. Right now, it's just all questions. Right, for sure. All right, Lance, let's move on to the 2A, and uh, I'm going to have you break down the nuclear conference first while I make a quick ad- – this is going to be really fun for, for listeners of the podcast. This is going to be behind the scenes. The mouse, my computer mouse just died, uh, and it's a wireless uh, computer mouse. So I've got to make a switch. I've got a hardwired one that plugs directly into the computer <laughs> that'll help me yeah. – navigate my notes here for the podcast but tell me about yeah. this nuclear conference because north fremont good ryrie really good as well and i think even Firth has been playing well yeah i think north fremont's the team that's got to be knocked off they're so consistent they're so tough uh i think after that you've got a you've got a, a ryrie team that has stepped up and and proved a lot to people coming into the season i think if if you know, if we're looking at this from the first of the season and no schedule yet, and we're just kind of predicting, I think you, you go North Firth and then Ryrie, but Ryrie has really stepped up and showed, uh, you know, some gutsy play this year. And, and then Firth after that, we'll, we'll know after, uh, you know, Friday's game, we'll know a little more, you know, about Firth and, and, uh, 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 North Fremont, pardon me. Yeah. Firth and North Fremont is, as, uh, you know, they'll, they'll get their first of two meetings coming up. And that's going to be, you know, uh, a tough one for for both teams. That's going to be played at at North Fremont. So Firth will go and visit them them first. I I, I think that one of the things you always have to look at with a North Fremont team is you talk about a team that is so fundamentally sound. And, and I know the North Fremont fans might get sick of me saying that because uh, I've done a number of their games, but North Fremont is so fundamentally sound, and uh, and they just beat you when you make mistakes, they're the ultimate punisher. When you make mistakes, they'll pass the ball around, pass around the perimeter, continue to reverse, 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 reverse until you make a mistake. And when you make a mistake, they capitalize on it. That's just what North Fremont does. I think North wins this conference. Uh, I think, uh, I think it's a toss up between Firth and Ryrie, but right now I would have to give that to Ryrie. Uh, and that'll be the regular season finale okay. Friday, February 11th, North Fremont yeah. at Ryrie. What a game that's going to be. Yeah. 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 That'll be, That'll be an interesting throw, won't it? For sure. Meanwhile, Southeast Conference Westside has kind of kind of stepped up and said, "Yeah, we're we're the favorites to win this thing." And they're four and zero in the conference. Very quietly, eleven and six overall. They've just got athletes. Um, yeah, they just they they just lost to Marsh Valley by only ten. That's a, that's a pretty good loss. It is. It is. You know, Westside's good. Just say they were in football. You know, they just put athletes out there on the floor right now. They're not a head topping team. They're not massive or anything like that. They just got a lot of good athletes. And uh, I think uh, that conference is going to come down to second place. And, and I, I think when it comes to tournament time, conference tournament time, I think your second place team is probably going to be Bear Lake. Yeah, Bear Lake, don't look now. 4-11 and 11 overall, but 2-1 and one in the conference. That's uh, right. Like That's Soda right. <laughs> you and I talked about that at the first of the season. Talking like Soda Springs is girls. Yes. You know, absolute gauntlet. Uh, and, uh, you know, of a schedule and now they're undefeated in conference, you know, you and I were calling that earlier on in the season. We're saying people are looking at the record saying these guys are horrible. You and I are looking at it saying, now these gals are pretty dang good. You know, yeah. I think that's what you got with Bear Lakes boys as well. Yeah. Um, West side so far has played everybody in the conference once, you know, who gave them their toughest, toughest game Lance? Who? Soda Springs. Soda Springs. Yeah. Soda Springs. The six yeah. and nine Soda Springs Cardinals. Westside only yeah, beat them by six. Uh, 
So, yeah, Yamauchi uh, has done a good job coaching them uh, his first year there, and, and I. Uh, uh, but I, I still think uh, Bear Lake's your second best team in that conference. I think Soda's got to stand up and prove a little bit more at this point. Well, we're gonna we're gonna find out tonight, Lance, because uh, Thursday night, the twenty seventh in Montpelier, Bear Lake hosts Aberdeen. For the first time this year, those are the two teams angling for second place. They will then meet in the regular season finale in Aberdeen on Thursday, February 10th. So the op- the opening blow is going to be decided tonight. Yeah, and I've I've uh, I've had a chance to see Aberdeen this year as well. Aberdeen's a very good athletic team as well. Uh, super good on the inside. Uh, they can play on the inside really well. They're quick on the perimeter defensively, but they're not great shooters on the perimeter. Uh, and so it'll yeah. Yep, we'll we'll get some some questions answered tonight at uh, below zero weather in uh, Montpelier. That's right. Well, I think uh, it's supposed to be negative ten there. Tonight or oh, that's uh, brutal. No chill shooting up from Bear Lake, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, no thanks. Okay. One uh, AD ones. Grace Butte County. Grace is eleven and four. Butte County's nine and four. Uh, uh, Grace won the first matchup between these two teams, uh, and we're still waiting for the rematch that'll come next week. Friday, February 4th in Grace. So there's not not a ton to talk about there. The the first game Grace won pretty handily, 59-41. That's a that's a, a pretty large uh win, but we'll see uh, what the Pirates can do next week. 1AD2, Rocky Mountain Conference. North Gem still leading the way. 11 I'm you, I picked my Cowboys earlier <laughs> this season and got a little bit of flack for it, but uh I'm I'm going with my Cowboys. Well, uh, I'm, I'm just going to obviously Rockland's good, you know, uh, very, very good. But for some reason, I'm just um, I'm stepping out on a limb. I'm going to take the Cowboys in this one. We're we're going to find out, Lance, because Friday night, that's right. tomorrow night in Rockland, North Gem yeah. and the Bulldogs. That's going to be a good girls boys doubleheader. That, that is going to be. Are you covering that? No. So we, we originally were going to and then. Uh, we, we weren't able to, so, um, fans yeah, will have to find a, their own. That'll, that'll be, uh, yeah, that'll be a score that everybody, everyone is going to be watching for. And just back to grace for a minute and in, in the D ones, uh, for their boys. I think grace is the most likely team in the state to step, to step up and take second place to Lapway. <laughs> Lance, they, they, they just beat the second best team in their conference like a hundred and one to I like, know. oh my, they, they won by 40 <laughs> over five, eight teams over five, eight teams out of Washington or equivalent of five, eight teams out of Washington. This is a one AD one school. They are that good. It's the it's goal gonna be, for any team going into the state tournament. That's not named Lapway. And your one AD one is if you can do a game without getting mercy ruled. <laughs> <laughs> that is a victory <laughs> particularly in the championship game if you can do the championship game without getting mercy ruled they might they might just give you the number one t- trophy and say lap what you felt you didn't mercy rule these guys <laughs> now obviously i'm not trying to be disrespectful to other teams i'm not saying that'll happen but i'm just saying i'm just trying to point out Lapway is that good yeah, they are just- that good it, it is what it is. At this they point. might be the best team. I'm not saying this for sure, but they might be the best team at any school size in the state of Idaho. Yeah. They might be. It, it's going to be uh, pretty interesting to watch them. And, and the one thing with Lapway that maybe they're, you're saying there's a chance, like, oh, hey, maybe COVID will really impact this team and they'll get sick 
right around tournament time. Not like not like bad, but just <laughs> yeah. enough to knock them. But here's the thing, Lance. They are they already had it. COVID already went through their schools. Well, right it, out it, the window. It did. And you know, when you talk about the stars that need to align for someone to beat a team like that, <laughs> when you have to start talking about a team would have to get really sick in order to get beat, you're talking about a pretty dang good team. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think so. Um, all right. Uh, we'll wrap up the hoops talk there next week. We'll have some district action to actually break down and analyze. Yeah. And who knows, maybe even a bit or two uh, will have been clinched to state by that point. So we'll see That's on the right. girls side on the boys, still big regular season matchups. Yeah. Uh, what's the broadcast schedule looking like Lance? Are you at a game tomorrow night? Uh, I'm well, I'm actually headed up tomorrow to, uh, to cascade. Um, and, uh, but, but I'm, I'm on a bunch next week as okay. well. And, uh, but I'll tell you, it's, it's going to be, um, it's going to be a fun next few weeks. That is for sure. But I, I, I think as we look at, at, uh, at what's going on, um, we're going to, this next week is going to answer a lot of questions as we get into district play for the boys and significant district play for the boys, particularly when we're talking the three, a level who are just getting to the point where they're playing district games now, because there's only three teams in each of those conferences, district five, district six. But I think, I think that's good. And don't forget, you can stop in at Ron's motor, uh, motor sports over in Idaho falls. You can stop into any of the good to go stores. You can stop into Bill's bike and ride, stop into Pocatello power sports and to uh, golden spike power sports up in Ashton. Get your pure adrenaline motorsports gear. Yep. Uh, or you can go to puredrenalinemotorsports.com. Yes, absolutely. Uh, on the broadcast schedule for East Idaho game night tonight, girls basketball from the Taj Magriz rugby against Skyline. That's the game we were talking about earlier, Lance. That's going to be on idahosports.com tonight. And then tomorrow we've got a pair of boys games, Firth at North Fremont. And then I'm going to be at the Taj Magriz as Shelly takes on Skyline. That should be a fun uh, boys basketball matchup yeah, as well. That, so. that, that could actually be a good game. If there's a blowout in that game, it will not be Skyline blowing out Shelly. It would be Shelly blowing out Skyline. But I, I anticipate it'll be a close game. A lot of good action. And, of course, you can see the full uh, breakdown of uh, everything going on by clicking on the Game Streams tab on the homepage at IdahoSports.com. Thanks for tuning in to the uh, East Idaho PrepCast, brought to you by Pure Adrenaline Motorsports. For Lance Taylor, I'm Brandon Bainey. Enjoy the competitions, everybody, and we'll see you back here next time on IdahoSports.com.